0: hello everyone and welcome to the be light shine bright podcast my name is pakala kiara and i'll be your host here we discuss life and how the different facets of it can influence our mental health we will talk about therapy interventions mental health and life experiences remember if you like it feel free to give us a share and invite your friends and loved ones to listen. The topic for this week's podcast episode is conceptualizing self care. Now, I wanted to talk about this because sometimes we go through periods in our life where we might not know what self care looks like, we might not know what self love looks like, we might be struggling, we might be feeling burned out. Or we may have grown and changed and things that used to work for us in the past no longer work for us now. This could be because we've matured, uh, we've grown up, we've passed certain milestones in our life. And sometimes this can be because, yeah, I said before that like we're burned out and that stuff that we used to do just doesn't cut it anymore. Perhaps you even might be a person that's never done this. Maybe you've always um, prioritized other people first. Maybe you've always lived uh, to please others, um, not because you were necessarily given a choice. Perhaps you grew up in a household uh, where you weren't allowed to express or explore um, your own needs, wants and values. Um, Perhaps it was demanded of you that you put someone else's uh, needs, wants, boundaries, self-care, all that kind of thing, priorities first. Maybe you were conditioned to put your own last. Whatever it may be, it may just be that self-care and conceptualizing how that looks is foreign to you and you might need a little bit of help so that's what this podcast episode is about. So there are different types of self-care and self-love and these encompass the different aspects of ourself. So when we think about ourselves and our identity, usually we are multifaceted beings. Usually we have a few layers, a few dimensions. We're not just a one-track kind of being. We have different needs uh, and different aspects of ourselves that need to be fulfilled. These Topics or uh, genres, I guess, uh, if you will, um, that I'm about to list are by no means exhaustive and there may be other things that you want to add to your self-care list. So there are different types, as I said, of self-care and self-love. And the first type I wanted to talk about is our emotional self-care often we will search for this in others often we will uh, feel more fulfilled when we receive this from others but it is very important to look after your own emotions and emotional well-being and it's very important to get in touch with yourself and your emotions and your thoughts and feelings and really feel into uh, what you're feeling inside so some suggestions for emotional self-love or self-care include um, or really encompass spending time getting in tune or in touch with your emotions now for some people this may look like journaling for others this may look like meditation or body scanning Uh, Something I find useful which kind of does facilitate others um, But it is an action that you choose to participate in yourself is a massage often emotions um, When they are unprocessed can get trapped in our body. So manipulation um, Of our bodies can help to release this Um, Other things that can help with trapped emotions include like acupuncture. So this is more of a self-care Um, type of list Um, even things like creative pursuits can help to release uh, emotions that may be stuck inside Uh, something that's really primal that I used to love to do especially as a teenager is uh, scream therapy So uh, it wasn't therapy that I kind of engaged in with other people um, but it was something I used to do a lot to Uh, get out my frustration. Of course I would probably get in trouble and I did um, if I screamed very loudly and with no warning Um, but I often would scream into a pillow um, to release anger. I had a lot of anger as a teenager. Something else that I found really useful to release emotions included um, singing. So singing very loudly uh, and using my voice. It helped to clear if you know about chakras it helps it helps to clear the throat chakra Um, other things that people may like to do instead of journaling might be creatively writing Um, my sister Talia and myself we often engage in creative poetry Um, and I love poetry for expressing especially sadness um, for myself Um, but it can be great for all emotions even happiness and love um, can be expressed. I also like to write songs as well. Uh, my other sister Johnny, and I like to do this sometimes too, likes to express emotion uh, in her artwork. So whether that be through the medium of painting, digital art, different things like that. So lots of creatives are often expressing emotions or emotional states. So that is a form of self-love or self-care. Now, I kind of mentioned an aspect of this in emotional self-love or self-care. The next one or the next category I wanted to talk about was physical uh, self-love or self-care. So physical self-care includes taking care of your body. Uh, Examples of this include, as I suggested before, in emotional self-care, massages. Um, even things like acupuncture, chiropractic appointments, physiotherapy. Um, I like to exercise, um, including it in your daily kind of ritual or routine is really great. Um, even movement like stretching or walking. Uh, it doesn't always have to be hit the gym and lift some weights or go for a jog. It can just be that simple task of walking and doing it mindfully. Um, Other things that are included in physical self-care include grooming and personal hygiene. Uh, I like to take long baths. I find them extremely relaxing and rejuvenating. Um, I like to also add things to help my body like magnesium, uh, epsom salts, oils, other things like that. something else that's very important is eating healthy food and a variety of food Um, that's something i myself struggle with is uh, eating enough food i have interception issues where i don't often realize i'm hungry until i'm angry Um, i don't get the physical cues that others get to trigger me into feeling hungry so that's something i have to mindfully do uh, and i notice that it really uh, affects my mood Uh, in a positive way if I remember to eat and it's really good if I eat healthy food Uh, I don't eat a lot of um, junk food Uh, it really impacts my mood makes me cranky I also have uh, stomach complaints and issues Um, very sore stomach Um, I can't eat a lot of gluten and things like that so knowing these things about yourself and listening to your body and your bodily cues Um, can really help you to feel into the physical self-care. The next category of self-care includes your social self-care. So uh, that this one kind of does encompass others. Uh, It includes things like connecting with a friend or family member in whatever way feels comfortable for you. So it doesn't have to be face to face if that feels like too much, it can be if that's something that you're craving or that you need, um, but if not, you can do things like write a letter, uh, text back and forth, emails, um, or yeah, go out on outings together, catch up for coffee, uh, go somewhere. Um like an art gallery. I, I often used to like going to art galleries with my friends and family, um, even just hanging out. And you might not know how much you need this kind of social self-care until you're participating in it or until after. Uh, it's also important to listen to your cues. Some of us might need a little bit but not too much. Um, I myself get really burned out if I force myself to do it when I'm not feeling my best or I don't kind of balance it out in some way sometimes I may need to put my headphones on and block out um a sense for a little while after hanging out with someone I particularly notice this when I'm away on a course or at a conference or something like that I often do need to actually take some time out for myself but um I find I can stay connected socially on the internet as well if in person is too much for me at that point in time and it doesn't mean it's too much for me forever it just means listening to my body and listening to what feels good you might be different you might need a lot of social time Um, there are different personality types as well Uh, extroverts uh, and introverts are different and need different and varying degrees of social connection this is a short interruption to let you know that if you or a loved one is experiencing difficulty or is in need of more support you can find me at marama-counseling.com be sure to check out the audio resources page also where you'll have access to a number of free resources that will help you to feel relaxed be sure to take advantage of my 20 minute free initial session i am also on facebook instagram and twitter can't wait to work with you The next category I wanted to speak about uh, for self-love includes intellectual self-love. This is one that I love to participate in frequently. The next category of self-care and self-love that I wanted to discuss is intellectual self-care. So this encompasses doing something that you enjoy or something that challenges your mind. It's something that I personally find really rewarding. it includes things like trying a new hobby, reading a book, uh, solving puzzles. Uh, I like to do this because I feel stimulated when I'm using my brain. If I'm not using my brain I tend to feel very flat and you might be the same or you might be different. Maybe you enjoy doing different things that stimulate your intellectual side. Uh, some of my clients like to play things like chess Um, I know other people in life that like to do things like Sudoku, uh, even games on your phone that are strategy based games, things like Bejeweled or Candy Crush, things like that, um, are intellectual. Um, Even other games that you would play on Xbox or PlayStation are intellectual and stimulating to your brain. Um, Puzzles and board games or even games like um, D&D, or other strategy type games, um, storytelling games, even writing. I find writing ties into the uh, intellectual type of self-care as well as emotional, Um, but you might find something else that stimulates you intellectually. So it's when you feel switched on and stimulated in your brain in kind of almost an academic sense, but not always. Um, So yeah, just feeling into that. The next aspect of self-care that I wanted to talk about encompasses your spiritual self-care. So this is connecting with what lights you up or what gives you meaning um, or makes meaning in your life. For some people this is religion, for others this is things like spending time in nature, Or it is being altruistic, like donating to charity or donating your time to others or being in service to others. I really find that my job um, is a form of self-care, as weird as that seems, helping others. Um, It makes me feel good, it gives me a purpose, it is my passion, and it really lights me up spiritually. Um, I also enjoy doing things like um, visualization and goal setting, I feel that that helps me spiritually. Also, staying in touch with my body and myself, for some people it may be the practice of yoga or meditation, for others it might be prayer or bible study. Um, Typically it's things that feel good to your soul. I find embracing your strengths and your God-given gift, so to speak, really does speak to your spiritual health as well. Um, For some people, it's a universal type of communion as well. And the last type of self-love that I wanted to talk about today, and as I said, this list is by no means exhaustive, it's just kind of... A few categories to get you started um, is sensory self-care. Now this is a big one for me and probably will be for many neurodivergent individuals, especially those of us who have sensory processing issues. um, So that can be people with sensory processing um, disorders or it can be uh, those of us who are autistic uh, like myself or even have things like ADHD. Um, Or other things that involve the senses. It's going to be really important, this one. But it's important for neurotypical people as well. So sensory self-care will focus on engaging in our five senses. I find for me it also focuses on not engaging in my senses sometimes. So examples of engaging in your five senses can include things like listening to music. Uh, or going to a concert um, that engages your ears. Engaging your eyes includes things like appreciating nature or watching the sunset. I also find watching really visually stimulating movies or films to be really uh, sensorily engaging for me. With smells, I love aromatherapy and different essential oils, but cooking is an amazing um, sensory experience for me as well, with smells, regarding smell. Touch, uh, I included massage in a few of the other categories, but that's a really great one. Even things like stretching and participating in activities that stretch your muscles, like Pilates or yoga, um, or other types of stretching. Tai Chi and things like that. Um, qigong as well. Uh, what else? Um, taste. Food. OMG. The best type of scent sometimes when you have really good food. Um, and like I said before, sometimes this includes not engaging. So for me, I'm very noise sensitive Um, I don't like unexpected or loud noises, especially disharmonious noise. It heightens my nervous system. I feel very irritated to the point of um, anger sometimes. So I have misophonia and sensory processing issues centering around noise. Um, it heightens me, makes me very stressed. You may have a sensory processing issue with another sense. I know for some people it's visual. For me, it can become visual, um, especially with bright lights. I find shopping centers really overwhelming. If you ever see me in a shopping center, I'll usually have my noise canceling headphones on and sometimes I'll have my glasses on too, like I'm trying to escape the paparazzi or something. But those kinds of things help. Sunglasses, um, if you're needing to block out light, Noise cancelling headphones if you need to block out noise, or if you want to listen to harmonious noise instead of disharmonious noise. Noise filtering earplugs can be useful. Um, What else? Sensors. Sometimes people find smells to be overwhelming. So avoiding strong smells or having things like a nose peg can be useful. And touch, sometimes I am touched out and I need to not be touched. So taking care of yourself in that way is important too. And listening to what feels good to you and what feels not good is also useful. I hope that you found this podcast episode helpful or useful in some way. Um, I'm always open to you guys giving me suggestions or feedback. Uh, You can reach me on Instagram or Facebook, Twitter even. And you can always email me at pakala at maramacounseling.com. But I look forward to talking to you guys again soon. Thanks for listening. This concludes this episode of the Be Light, Shine Bright podcast from Counseling. I'm Pakala Kiara and I hope you enjoyed listening today. Keep your eyes peeled and your ears ready for more episodes in the future. And remember, be light, shine bright. Until next time.